and I are marching toward a destiny at your local cemetery. Now, the question on the floor is, is there anything on the other side? Dr. Tony Evans talks about the afterlife. Ladies and gentlemen, death is a conjunction. It is not a period. It's not over. You've only just begun. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Some people say life's too short to be religious. Well, today, Dr. Evans explains why eternity's too long not to be, as he offers a look at what happens when we die. Let's join him. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. The prayer of children who are taught early that there is such a thing as a soul, that there is such a thing as death, and that there is such a thing as life after death. That simple prayer is forgotten as we grow older. And we get so encumbered in the realities of time that it is easy to lose a sense of eternity. And my desire today is not to be morbid, but it is to be truthful. And the truth is, if Christ be not come, you're going to die. That's the truth. Now, I don't care how you camouflage it. I don't care what fancy words you use to change how bad it sounds. You can call it pass away if you want to. You can call it a family plot if you choose to. But the reality is that you and I are marching toward a destiny at your local cemetery. Now, the question on the floor is, is there anything on the other side? And everybody's got an opinion. There's the, the atheist who says, when you die, that's it. You're dead. You're gone. You're worm food. There is nothing on the other side. Then there is the universalist who says, there's only one thing on the other side, and that is the marvelous destiny of utopia, whatever you call it, so that we all get to enjoy the great by and by. For a loving God would never have his creatures go to a place called hell. Whoever tells you about what awaits on the other side of death is giving you an uninformed opinion. So today I want to answer the question, what happens when you die? Hebrews 9.27 says, It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. You die by appointment. Now, you may be late for a lot of things in your life, but this is one appointment you will not miss. Since it's inevitable and you can't escape it, what happens when you go through it? What does it mean to die? Look, in Luke 16, we read about two men. I won't go through all the details of the story. It was a rich man and a poor man 
The rich man in verse 19 was dressed in all the fancy clothes and the gala living and he was a party animal and, and then there was the poor man, Lazarus, and he was a beggar outside of the gates. Verse 22 and 23 has something very instructive. It says, and now it came about that the poor man died. And he was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Verse 22 says of Luke 16, and in Hades, he lifted up his eyes being in torment and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, I want you to notice a couple of things. Number one, both men died. The rich man died, and you can't make enough money to keep you out of this one. You can't drive enough cars, live in a, buy enough homes, take enough vacations to get rid of this one. The rich man died. I don't care where you live, how much you make, or who you are. You check any cemetery and you can't tell one set of bones from another. The rich man died. The poor man died. Both were equally dead. But the Bible says when it discusses both men and their death, it uses a conjunction, not a period. It says the poor man died and. It says, and the rich man died, and. Now, we could make this sermon real short if I could simply say, the poor man died, period. The rich man died, period. But that's not what the text says, nor is it what the Bible says. And the reason I'm leaning on the Bible is because here I'm dealing with somebody who's been there and back. Both men died, and. One was carried to Abraham's bosom. One opened his eyes in torment in hell. Ladies and gentlemen, death is a conjunction. It is not a period. It's not over. You've only just begun. In the Bible, the Bible knows nothing of the definition of death, which means you don't exist anymore. In the Bible, the word death means to separate. When you and I use the word death, what we're talking about is what James 2.26 calls the separation of the immaterial part from the material part. There is a separation that occurs. And so, both men died. Both men were immediately carried away because death is separation not cessation of existence. The first man's destiny is called Abraham's bosom. Now, I won't spend a lot of time here uh, because we're going to talk about this whole thing of heaven. But why is it called Abraham's bosom? Well, this phrase of the bosom is a very intimate phrase, and I'll just give you a summary statement here. It's used when John... The apostle John rested his head on the bosom of Jesus. When he, when, to rest your head on the bosom is to relax or be at rest. So this particular passage doesn't go into a lot of detail except for you and I to know that heaven is a place of eternal rest. 
But let me tell you what it's not a place of. It is not a place of eternal boredom. People want to know, what am I going to do in heaven all day? Fly around and play a harp? How boring. Let me hang out with my homies in hell. Who wants to be bored all day long, forever? Have you ever been bored for a week? That's pretty traumatic to be bored for a week. Think about being bored forever. Absolutely not. The glimpses of heaven that are provided in the Bible, there will not be one second of boredom. There will not be one second of frustration, irritation, aggravation, illness, sickness, or depression. There will be eternal rest and rest in the sense of eternal enjoyment. There will be so much enjoyment in heaven, the Bible declares God is going to remove nighttime so that you won't ever not be able to see any of it, and he's going to give you a brand new body that won't get tired of enjoying any of it. It's going to be non-stop forever because that's how long it takes to uncover God. Ephesians 2.7 says that in the ages to come, he might demonstrate to his people the magnificence of his grace. You pick your best day, think back, on your very best day, and that will be hell compared to your first minute in heaven. How long did it take God to create the heavens and earth? Well, let's just say the earth. How long did it take him to create the earth? Renovate the earth. Six days, right? Jesus has been working on heaven for 2,000 years. Now, if he could create an earth in six days and come up with this, what do you think he's putting together up there that he's been putting working on for 2,000 years? It is staggering beyond your wildest dreams. Now, we'll look at this a little closer, but God let one of his apostles go to heaven and come back and talk about it, 2 Corinthians 12. His name is the Apostle Paul. One day, he was stoned to death and left for dead. God took him, snatched out his soul, and allowed him to go back up to heaven and to come back and talk about it in 2 Corinthians 12. And he says, I saw stuff that are not lawful for a man to discuss. Have you ever seen something you just didn't know how to explain it? He said, what I saw up there was so staggering. So when he came back, guess what he said? He said, guys, I got to go. I got to leave y'all. He said, I can't stay here. He says, to stay with you is okay, but to go to be with him is far better. He says, I have not seen, ears have not heard. You can't conceive of this place called heaven. And you know the thing I like about it? Before the doctor pronounces you dead, you're already there. Dr. Evans will tell us more about what happens when you die when he returns in a moment to continue our message from this year's special audio compilation, The Best of Tony Evans 2023, 20 of his most hard-hitting, life-changing lessons broadcast this past year. It includes messages on recovering your purpose, trusting God in the darkness, seeing with new eyes, and dreaming big. It makes the kind of Christmas gift that can literally change a life. And we're offering it right now as our gift to anyone who comes alongside Tony's ministry with a year-end contribution. And for a limited time, when you make that donation, we'll also include a new devotional book from Tony that can help encourage and guide you as you discover some of the often overlooked attributes of God, 
Transformed by the Trinity, and the best of Tony Evans 2023, yours with our thanks when you visit TonyEvans.org and make a donation, but only for a limited time, so plan to do that right away. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222. I'll repeat that contact information after Part 2 of today's lesson and this special word from Tony. Let me start off by thanking all of our friends for how you've walked with us and stood by us all year long. We felt your prayers, and they've made a difference in the lives of people that we've had the privilege of ministering to. And as we anticipate the new year, we want to not only end this year strong, but go into the new year able to take advantage of all the opportunities that God has brought our way for the building of strong, biblically-based families, for strengthening churches, so that they're able to do the work of kingdom building God has called them to do and for speaking into the culture. This culture needs to hear a word from God and a word that works. And that's what we're committed to do. Stand with us with your generosity and your prayers because you know this word, a word that the world desperately needs today. Visit TonyEvans.org to give. That's TonyEvans.org. Now, of all the things I like about heaven, I'm looking forward to going. But let me tell you what makes me feel real good is I won't have to get used to dying. By the time the doctor pronounces this preacher dead, before the flat line has gone all the way across the screen, I will have been ushered out of this body and have been ushered into the presence of the Lord awaiting my new body that will be eternal to keep up with my soul that is already eternal because I have trusted in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Guess what? This preacher will never die. The good news about heaven is I don't have to die to go. In fact, when the Bible talks about a Christian dying, it uses another word, asleep. Not referring to the soul, referring to the body because the body is awaiting its resurrection. Let me tell you, if you're a Christian today, why you don't have to fear death? Because you're fearing something you'll never experience. You will never experience it. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. The moment you leave the body, You won't even be able to do a sightseeing tour of the universe. You will be immediately transformed or transfigured into the presence of God. You will never experience the thing that causes you the most fear. And if you know Jesus Christ today, you will never be more alive than at the moment when the doctor pronounces you dead. Remember the thief on the cross, don't you? The thief on the right side dying next to Jesus, guess what he said? Today you will be with me in paradise. Not 50 million years later. Today, as soon as you close your eyes in death, you and I, buddy, are going to take a trip and the angels usher you into eternity. And that's a good way to feel. When the doctor pronounces it terminal and you have this hope within you, yes, you may cry because you are going to leave your loved ones. That's a natural response. But it won't be tears without hope. It'll be tears with hope. I like Stephen in Acts chapter 7. They were stoning him to death. The man has got bricks coming upside his head. And while he was stoning him to death, and this is a whole nother point, but while he was stoning him to death, the Bible says, and he saw heaven open. 
and he saw Jesus Christ stand on the right-hand side of the Father, and Jesus Christ stood giving him a standing ovation, and he says to Jesus Christ, Christ, will you now receive my spirit? One of the great church fathers was dying, and the family was gathering around crying, and he looked up, and he said, I see heaven opening. And now I see earth receding. This is my crowning day. And when he said those words, he closed his eyes and died. Now the beautiful thing about knowing Jesus Christ is when it comes time to die, while nobody knows what's happening on the outside, you're getting a preview of God on the inside, watching heaven open. And one of the reasons God lets you get sick if he doesn't take you suddenly It's so that you want to get out of this body. He'll give you a little glimpse of where you're going so that you don't mind leaving, letting you move from consciousness to unconsciousness so you can transition yourself up out of here. Donald Gray Barnhouse, whose first wife died, he was driving his kids from the funeral and one of the kids said, Daddy, what happened? I don't understand. Why did mommy go? What's happening with this thing called death? He was trying to explain death and eternity to his kids. And just then, a truck passed by and cast a shadow over the car. He looked back at the kids and said, Kids, would you have rather have been hit by the truck or hit by the shadow? Well, of course rather be hit by the shadow because the shadow doesn't hurt you. It just darkens you for a moment. And then in his own wisdom, Barnhouse said these words. He said, son, when you die without Christ, you're hit by the truck. When you die with Christ, you're only hit by the shadow. The shadow is all you get. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I will fear no evil. This man opened up his eyes being in torment. You will see as we go through this series, verse after verse after verse, there are degrees you will discover of punishment in hell. Everybody's not equal. Everybody's hell is not equal to everybody else's hell. Everybody's heaven is not equal to everybody else's heaven. There are degrees because God is just in every way. But let me say this, folks. Eternity is a real long time. Let me tell you how long eternity is. I just left the Pacific Ocean, largest body of water in the world. Let's say you drained it. That'd be a big hole in the ground. And let's say you fill the Pacific Ocean with sand. Mount Everest is the highest mountain in the world. Let's say you made that sand pit of the Pacific Ocean as high as Mount Everest, the tallest mountain peak in the world. That's a pretty hefty sand pile, right? Let's say you got a bird and the bird came and took one grain of sand every 100 quadzillion years. One grain. How long would it take that bird to finish that sand pile? You don't have numbers that can go that far. But when the bird took its last grain of sand, you will have been in eternity one second. That's a long time to be wrong. Today, if you are a Christian, this is the only hell you'll ever know. Today, if you're a non-Christian, this is the only heaven you'll ever know. 
don't play Russian roulette with eternity. As long as the wheel is spinning, you can change your bet. But once the wheel stops, all bets are off. God has come up with a way to take out the sting of death. Yes, it's still uncomfortable, but God has come up with a way to remove its sting. It no longer has to sting you. You no longer have to wake up in the middle of the night sweating. What will happen to me when I die? A bee one day flew in a car with a little boy riding with his father. The boy began to scream. His father reached out and grabbed the bee and squeezed it in his hand. He then opened up his hand. The bee flew back out and began to buzz around, and the boy began to scream again. The father looked back and said, son, you don't have to scream, and he held out his hand. And there inside the palm of his hand was the stinger of the bee. He said, son, all the bee can do now is make noise because I got the stinger in my hand. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ took the stinger so all death can do now is make noise. It has lost its sting. And an eternity waits for everybody who will simply come to Jesus Christ for salvation. He says, I died for you, I arose for you in order to give you free of charge at no cost to you salvation. All you've got to do is come. By faith, trust me, not yourself, not your good life, not your good works, not your church membership, not anything. Trust me. Come to me and I will take you there. If taking that step of faith and trust is a decision you have yet to make, be sure to stay with us because Dr. Evans will return in a moment to tell us how it's done. Now, if you'd like to have a copy of today's message to review on your own or to pass along to a friend, just contact us for details on the title, What Happens When You Die? But this message is also part of Tony's exciting new audio compilation, The Best of Tony Evans 2023. As I mentioned earlier, we're including all 20 lessons in this giant collection in a special package, 10 on CD and 10 as downloadable MP3s, along with Tony's new devotional book, Transformed by the Trinity. This resource bundle is yours as our thank you gift when you help support Tony's work with your year-end contribution. Get the details before time runs out at TonyEvans.org, where you can also find great life-changing gifts for the people you care about. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222. That's 1-800-800-3222. And now here's a final word from Dr. Evans. If you've been listening to the broadcast and you have yet to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we can resolve that right now. I'm going to say a little prayer. I want you to pray it after me, but you've got to mean it for yourself. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I know I need a savior because I can't save myself. So right now, I trust you alone because you died for me and arose for me to be my sin bearer. You are now my substitute and I'm believing you to forgive my sin and to give me eternal life. Thank you for the free gift of salvation that you have given to me. Help me to live a life to please you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Welcome to the family, and we'll keep ministering to you for your spiritual growth through our broadcast. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you or someone you know wants to learn more about what the Christian faith is all about, visit TonyEvans.org today and click the link at the top of the homepage that simply says Jesus. Tony has some encouraging things to share with you on video, and you'll find great resources you can access to help you grow in your brand new life. Once again, that's at TonyEvans.org. You know the old saying about the best laid plans, they never quite work out the way we expect? Well, Dr. Evans says there's a reason why. And next time, he'll tell us what that is and how we can take a better approach to planning. I hope you'll join us. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 